I am, uh, <laughs> accidentally ghosted you guys for what, like, two months? Three, My bad. Two, one, zero. They say the girls have more fun, but they never met the boys. This is Boy Talk. Boy Talk. This is Boy Talk. Back to the podcast, everybody. I am so sorry. I literally just ghosted you guys like crazy for no reason. Was gone for what, two months? Yikes. Um, well, if you're wondering what was going on, my life has been an absolute disaster. Like, <laughs> out of control. I don't even know where to start to tell you all what has been going on over here. But I am so sorry to just leave you guys hanging like this. We are back and better than ever. We got a brand new mic, if you can't tell, by the volume quality. I am here actually sitting in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I was born and raised in Ohio, if you don't know that about me. I'm just here for a month right now. I'm still living in New York City. I still am out there being a hot girl, doing hot shit, right? I'm just home seeing family because of this, you know, Pangea that's been happening. That little thing. I haven't been home since I moved. Like, I moved in the middle of, like, the summer last year when everything was still crazy. We didn't quite understand COVID and what was happening. And I didn't get to come back because even during my winter break, the numbers were so bad here in Ohio. My family and I opted out. So I ended up staying in New York City the whole time. So this is the first time I've been home. So I'm enjoying seeing everyone. Finally, the semester's over. So if you guys don't know, I am a grad student. So I'm going to NYU in my master's program right now. And the semester just ended finally. Homeboy got a 4-0 this semester. Yes, she's out here. She's a smart, hot girl. So, you know, she is doing the best she can, right? So school's finally over. I'm home for a month right now, enjoying being with my family, and I am ready to get this podcast up and going. It's been too long, and I'm so excited. So let's get some updates really quick about what's going on with the podcast and all that good stuff, right? So we are still in the top 1.5% of podcast, y'all, which is crazy to me. I still do not have any help with this minus my good friend and editor, Macy. Literally, it's wild to me that I am doing this and it's all because of you guys. So thank you all so much for your support and the love. It's all the reviews. It's all the streams. It's the listens. It's the shares. You guys are seriously making this podcast blow up. We are global and it's wild. So thank you so much for listening. And I'm so sorry to just disappear. We are going to get back and better because of it. As far as my TikTok goes, it's where this all started. So if you're not following me on TikTok, you should be. It's at O-Cody, so O-H-H-K-O-D-Y. That's really all of my socials, like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can't miss it. But that's really exciting, and we're doing some really cool stuff on TikTok. So please go follow TikTok if you're not. I'm going to be going real hard on there very soon. We are at that half a million following on TikTok right now. I started TikTok for a school project when I was in my undergrad at Kent State University. I never expected it to turn into any of this, and I just am so grateful for you all and your support on there. On Instagram, I am posting two to three times a day. I'm doing stories every single day. My Instagram is where I keep up with you guys the most. So if you want to see inside of my life, what's going on, have that daily interaction, I answer all of my DMs as well. Go to my Instagram, also at Ocody. Same thing with my YouTube. I'm going to start looking into making some videos soon. I have an editor lined up, so hopefully that's going to be rolling out very, very soon. And um, I'll just drop it here at the podcast. I am looking to maybe start on, you know, OnlyFans. So we'll see what's going on with that. I'm not sure what kind of content I'd be making on there. So that's what I'm strategizing with. It may not be what you're used to seeing on an OF because that's not really where I see myself going as far as a content creator. But I think that there's still some great opportunity for me to be on that platform doing something really exciting. So 
I'll keep you all in the loop as that continues to develop. So with that being said, let's get into this week's episode, bitches, because I have been gone too long. I am just so excited to get into it with you all. As we all know, my favorite part, the shameless plug where I have to beg you guys, <laughs> please, 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 if you have not yet, subscribe to the podcast, like the episode, share it with your friends, tag me on social media if you do share it because I love seeing it. I always repost. I always respond and thank you guys. So please share it with your friends, leave a five-star rating, all that good stuff. Please, please, please. It's what's making our podcast get seen. It's making it get pushed. It's what's giving it the clout that it's getting. It's helping us reach more people who need to hear these messages, who is looking for this stuff too. So please, please, please help me so much. I have no sponsors yet. I'm still doing this on my own. I'm sitting in my bedroom in Ohio. I just bought a new microphone because my other mic sucked and we are out here doing it. So y'all are the only reason why I'm here. So thank you so much and please continue to support. So (laughs) after disappearing for like, you know, two months I'm back and for some of you you might be feeling like I ghosted you because I did and I would love to say that the reason why I you know took a two-month hiatus was so I could teach you all this lesson about ghosting and what it means to get ghosted and what it feels like but I'm not that smart that wasn't the plan it's just my life was a disaster and everything was crumbling around me but yeah you got ghosted so you're welcome, right? Like it all, it all works out. So I figured since I ghosted everyone, I might as well talk about ghosting. So ghosting is when you are talking to someone and they just completely disappear. Like they are just gone. And it's funny because you would think that if someone just disappears, we wouldn't call it ghosting, right? Because the idea of a ghost is something that haunts you. It's around you. It stays. It's that presence of like the spirit or whatever you believe a ghost would be is there. But it's kind of like that when you get ghosted, especially if it's from someone you actually really like or you enjoy being around. I don't know about y'all, but I've been ghosted a couple times in my life and it hurts. (laughs) Like, it's not fun. But on the flip side, I've also ghosted other people too. So I am no better than the people who ghosted me. I'm not here trying to sit on a high pedestal and be like, I've never ghosted anyone. Bitch, no, I've ghosted lots of people. So I figured we could go through and talk about the pros and cons of ghosting. When's appropriate time to ghost somebody and when it's not or why you should consider not ghosting someone. Take it from that kind of like objective point of view, right? Because you know what I mean? I've been on both sides and I'm going to be real about it. And I think we'd all like to say like, no, I'm better than that. I won't ghost somebody. Come on. If you haven't done it yet, props to you because (laughs) my toxic ass (laughs) I have 100% ghosted and I'm not ashamed of it because I feel like some of my ghosting was rational and that's what we're going to get into today so let's talk about some of the pros of ghosting right so ghosting (laughs) it can be really helpful for when you're talking to someone who's creepy there are some creepy people on the internet right and that's part of like dating it's part of being on social media you have to understand that there's going to be some weirdos out there And should it be like that? No. In a perfect world, there wouldn't be creepy people on the internet and you wouldn't have to ghost them, right? Like we're not all out here trying to like ghost people. But the world we live in, (laughs) there are people who are just a little weird and they give you a really bad vibe. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I've had a few instances. And every time that I'm on a dating app, I tend to run into someone. I'm like, (laughs) yikes, I don't want to be around you. I don't want you to see me. I don't want you to see my profile. I don't want you on my social media. And then you just ghost them. It's so convenient to ghost someone because almost every platform that you're utilizing, dating apps, social media, etc., you can literally block someone. 
it's not that hard. There's a block feature for a reason, right? Another pro besides for convenience is that it gives you a sense of like security and safety. Like, okay, like this person can't see me anymore and I can't see them and it's like they're gone. I was on Twitter the other day and there was this tweet where someone's like, bitch, yeah, I'm going to block you if you're mean to me. Like, this is my social media. I'm not here to have haters. I'm here to make friends. And that's exactly how I feel in a sense of like, if someone's like a douche to me on a dating app, <laughs> just block them. Like, it's it's not worth my time. I'm not going to sit here and like have a little petty argument with you because you're mad because I'm pretty and I don't want to go out with you. Sorry, that's not my fault. That's on you. And I'm moving on to the next person and I'm going to block your ass and move on. So it's just like this nice, like, I don't have to deal with someone who's being mean to me or threatening me or making me feel uncomfortable on social media or dating apps because I can just block you. Another great pro, <laughs> and it's a toxic pro, but it's a pro nonetheless of ghosting is that it saves time and energy that comes out of the drama of not liking someone, right? So I don't know about y'all, but when I've had someone who's been really into me and I had to break that news to them, it was always the prettiest thing meaning like it sucks like it's not fun telling someone that you're not interested in them and like in a perfect world we would all tell someone exactly how we feel our true intentions but we don't live in one of those once again and that's okay and so sometimes it's just easier to just ghost like there's just no need to give you an explanation like i don't know you that well we've only been chatting on like the internet for like a day or two i'm just gonna peace out and that's that and I think in our society, we've started to learn that, like, that's just the normal part of, of dating online now or meeting someone for the internet is, like, you kind of know once they stop answering that they're just not interested anymore and you just move on. And it's not that deep and it's not that serious. I think that um, ghosting is very appropriate when you don't really know the person that well. So, like, example, if I messaged you on a dating app and we chatted for, like, I don't know, a couple hours... And then we move to like a Snapchat or text message thing where we're talking there. And then the vibes are just off by like another 24 to 72 hours. I'm probably just going to ghost you. Like not just probably like I'm 100% going to just ghost you at that point. Like I don't owe you anything and you don't owe me anything. We barely know each other. We've just been texting slash sending pictures to one another. Like it's really not that deep. Why go through this hassle of me being like, oh, you're such a good guy and like someone out there is waiting for you. No, I'm just going to ghost. Like, I'm just going to stop answering. I'm just going to slide my way out. And I think that that's becoming more and more normal, more and more acceptable, right? So what are the cons of ghosting, right? So as the ghoster, so someone who's going to be ghosting, the cons of ghosting is that you're not learning how to appropriately tell someone that you're not interested. So if you're newer to dating, like if you're younger and you're like just now getting into the game, maybe don't ghost a lot at first. Try to learn how to have those harder conversations because they're part of life and they're not going anywhere. You need to be able to develop that skill set of being able to tell someone like, hey, like, you're great. I'm just not really happy with this. So I'm going to move on and that's okay. So I think challenging yourself as a ghoster, if you're newer to dating and you haven't had that experience of having hard conversations, dating around and having those moments of like, Hey, like I like you, but it's just not going to work. It helps you grow and develop. So I think that if you're not doing that, if you're just ghosting all the time, 
you never develop that skill of being able to tell somebody how you feel and to stand up for the way that you're feeling. And that's a missed opportunity. So I think it's a big con that if you just ghost all the time, you're never learning how to have those hard, intimate conversations about your feelings and what you want. Another con of ghosting is that people will get really salty. So if you're the ghoster, don't be shocked if people come back around and they hate your guts. <laughs> I have to be honest about it. Like I came back to Ohio and I've already got a couple messages from guys from like two or three years ago being like, huh, you're back now and you ghosted me back in the day. Like, do you still want to like talk to me or not? I'm just sitting here like, huh, I should probably tell them like, no, I really don't want to talk. But also like, I ghosted you once, so I could just ghost you again. <laughs> but yeah, so long story short, people come back and they're mad. Like, they're normally really mean. I don't want to expose any of these guys who have messaged me in the last couple weeks of me being home. But I've definitely got some very angry messages from men saying, like, uh, how dare you ghost me? Uh, you could have at least told me. Uh. Yeah, I could have. I didn't. You live and you learn, right? You know, we're all humans. We make mistakes. But yeah, so you're going to have people who hate you. That's just part of the game of ghosting. Like if you're going to choose to ghost someone, you have to live with the fact that people don't like that and they're probably going to tell you that and they're probably going to hate on you for it. And like, that's just the way the world works, honey. Like if you're going to ghost, you're going to have haters. Cons of ghosting if you're getting ghosted. So if you're the person who got ghosted, right? Because I've been both. I've ghosted and I've been the ghoster. With that being said, when you're getting ghosted, some of the biggest cons is you just have that like feeling of like, what did I do wrong? Like, I remember so many times like feeling like I must have said something wrong or maybe I don't look good enough or maybe I am not funny enough or maybe so and so on and so forth. Basically, you get real insecure about it when it happens to you. Especially if it's with someone that you like liked or someone that you were like excited to talk to, like you really thought that there was a potential there and then they just disappear. It does hurt your feelings. Like it's just, it's going to because you're a human and you, you care about what other people think of you. No matter how much of a bad bitch you are like me, like I love being like, I'm a bad bitch. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. It's human nature to care about what other people think about you. And it does hurt. It's, it's a little sting in the butt and it's not fun. So I think that's really the biggest con when you're getting ghosted. And it's just that question of like, what did I do wrong? And never having an answer. Like you don't get to, I don't know. You don't really get to like close that door. There's no like, this is the end of this chapter now. Or th there's no explanation. And something that you have to kind of come to terms with at that point too, though, is like, they don't owe you an explanation. And I think that that was one of the hardest things for me to understand and when I got ghosted was like, hey, you know what? They don't owe me an explanation because they don't know me like that. Like, it's not that deep. All right. So we went over some pros of ghosting. We went over some cons of ghosting. Like I said, this is a very objective episode where I'm telling you a little bit about both because I've done both. I've been on both sides. And now I want to move into like when I think it's really appropriate to ghost people. Because I do think that ghosting can be helpful. And I do think that ghosting should be normalized. And that if you need to ghost, you should ghost. Like, don't ever apologize for ghosting for these reasons. The number one reason when I think it's a great time to ghost someone is if they're being real creepy. So I'm talking about, like, the other day I was on a dating app. And I had someone telling me, like, hey... I'm like only a mile away from you right now. We must live close to each other. 
mind you, I hadn't talked to this person yet at all. Like we had just matched. And that's the first thing they said. Like, how did you get my location? Uh, like, how did you, how do you know I'm only a mile away from you? I don't like it. That, that makes me real uncomfortable. Please don't start with how close we are in proximity. It's real creepy, creepy, creepy. And then this person went furthermore to tell me that they were getting closer. Like, oh my God, we're only like a half a mile away from each other now. And I'm just like, I haven't even responded yet, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't care how close you are to me. Like, you're being real weird. I'm not into it. Making me super uncomfy. But yeah, like, it's just like creepiness. Another thing with creepy behavior on the internet that I'm like, yeah, ghost them for sure, is when they say something like about what you're wearing that day. Like, I was on a dating app one time and I was at a mall, you know, public location, doing my thing with my friends. And I also have my dating app. So I open the dating app while we're sitting having coffee or whatever. And I'm just, you know, scrolling through, matching people. I forget which one it was. But long story short, this person goes, I love those jeans on you. As a first message, meaning you're watching me right now in public. Like that is creepy. That is not how you start a conversation. That is not how you do it. Even if you did see me, even if you do like the way the jeans look on me, absolutely not. The conversation should start with, hey, how's your day going? Oh my God, you're out shopping? I am too. Maybe we'll run into each other. Don't be weird. Like telling me how I look, creepy. I was totally turned off and I was instantly like, yeah, you're getting ghosted. Another time that I think it's appropriate to ghost as well is if they're giving you some sketch vibes. So this is like that you've been talking for like one to four days and you're getting to know them more and they're just telling you things that are making you feel real uncomfortable or they're giving you those red flags of like, hmm, like maybe I'm not the only person in their life. I've had that before too, or I'm like chatting with someone for a few days and I start to slowly catch on by the their behaviors that, hmm. You probably have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and I'm probably the side hoe right now, right? So if you get any of those vibes, like this person's sketch, like they like seem like they might be doing something illegal, or they seem like they are, you know, cheating, and you're the other person right now, appropriate time to ghost, for sure. No, you don't need to give them explanation, just cut that right off. And I really think that those are really fair examples of times that like ghosting should be normalized and like you can't be mad at someone for wanting to ghost during those situations. Like I love being able to escape a situation that makes me super uncomfortable in a way that makes me feel like I'm confidently okay. And ghosting provides that like it's a false barrier for sure. Like example of the person who commented on my jeans, like obviously they were in person near me. Blocking them's not really going to change anything like they can see me physically. But you know what? It made me feel better to know that, like, they don't have my digital footprint anymore. Like, I blocked them. Like, that made me feel good. It made me feel safe. And you know what? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Same idea as, like, if someone's really, really sketchy or you have that idea or you figure out that they have a partner and that makes you uncomfortable, right? Go ahead and block them. Like, you don't owe them that explanation. Like, you don't, you don't owe anyone anything. You do what's right for you. And if the ghosting feels like it's right for you, go for it. Don't be ashamed to ghost. It's okay to do it. Just as much as like, I know ghosting hurts people and I'm already waiting to get some backlash on the fact that I'm like, yeah, ghosting is good. Ghosting is bad at its core as well. It does hurt feelings and we all should be better about it. We should, we should, we should all be better about talking about our feelings, but you know what? We're not. And sometimes ghosting is just the best option. Do what's best for you. It's all part of the game of dating and that's just how it is. So I figured at this point, I would love to tell you all a little bit about one of my 
best ghosting moments. So where I ghosted somebody and then another about when I got ghosted and what I did, right? So let's start with the latter. Let's talk about me getting ghosted. So there was this boy back in high school and I was super into him instantly. We had matched on a dating app of some sort and we started talking and everything was just so great between him and I, right? Like, I'm telling you, like, the conversations were just so clear and so connected and you could just tell there was good vibes between us. And we were chatting on, like, the dating app, which then led to, like, going to Snapchat. And then we were talking on Snapchat and then it moved to, like, texting. And it got as far as we actually started talking on the phone. And it was really quick because what's not fast in the dating world for the LGBTQ people? But long story short, by day three, we were, like, having phone calls slash FaceTiming. And I was like, yes, like, I'm in love with him. Like, this is it for me. He's amazing. And I'm so into him. And he's so into me. And, like, he was this dream man. He was an athlete. And he had ambition and goals and just, uh, you know, everything you could want and more. And then the next day, I texted him and he didn't answer. I was like, okay, cool, cool. He's a busy person, I assume. Let's just, uh, let's just ride it out. Let's see if I get that text later. Nothing. So around like five o'clock that night, I just sent another text. It was like, hi, like, I hope you had a really good day. And then nothing. And so then later that night, I tried sending a Snapchat and the Snapchat didn't go through. And I went onto the dating app and <laughs> we were unmatched. So long story short, got ghosted, got ghosted real hard completely offed me on social media, completely got rid of me on the dating app, was not answering text. So I'm assuming I was blocked. I didn't go as far to try to call because it wasn't that deep. But yeah, he just completely disappeared. And like, I just remember being like, so like, butthurt. Like, I was so butthurt by it. I was like, what did I do? Everything was so good. Everything was actually fantastic. Like, we were having these beautiful conversations. We were having amazing phone calls. Like, how? What? What could I have done better? What's wrong with me? And I think that's what happens when you get ghosted the most is that feeling of what's wrong with me? And the answer is this. Nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. If someone ghosts you randomly like that and, like, you know you didn't do anything wrong, like, you were just, like, me in the situation where, like, I was just talking with him and we were having a good time and things felt great. We were talking about meeting up and next thing I know he was just gone. I didn't do anything wrong. And I think that's a hard, like, reality of it is because we want to have an answer. We start to fill it with our own, like, negativeness. Like, if you're an insecure person, like, I was super insecure when I was in high school. I remember thinking, like, I just must not be pretty enough, or I must not have been, like, fun enough, or I must not have been interesting enough, or maybe it was just the way that I dress, or all these different crazy thoughts about, like, why I wasn't enough for this person to want to talk to me more. But what it comes down to is this. That person just decided for some reason I wasn't the one, and it could have been a multitude of reasons, like, maybe they already had a partner, maybe I was an experiment. Maybe they decided after a couple conversations that we had different interests and goals. Maybe they just weren't ready for something serious and didn't know how to say it to me. Long story short, no matter what their excuse was, they just weren't ready for me. And that's okay. And I have to accept that. And I think that that's one of the hardest parts when you're getting ghosted is just accepting that like, it's not personal. 
Like, if someone decides to not talk to you when you didn't do anything out of, like, the ballpark, like, if you weren't being a weirdo, like, you're not being, like, we're only a mile away from each other. Like, if you were just, like, <laughs> having a good time and all of a sudden they're just gone, then it was on them. Like, it's okay to blame them. It's okay to be, like, you know what? Yeah, the person who goes to me is just, like, the worst. Like, they must not have been ready. Like, who knows? Long story short, they suck. Screw them. I'm moving on. Because at the end of the day, you're still awesome. Nothing changed about you when you get ghosted. Like, it just meant that that guy didn't want to talk to me and, like, his loss. Like, you know what I mean? And when you get more confident and you feel more self-assured, it's easier to feel that way. It's so easy to, after getting ghosted once you feel good about who you are and what you're doing to be like, you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. Totally not on me. That's on them. And it's their loss because I'm pretty dang awesome. So... That's me getting ghosted. It sucked. I still cried. I still was very upset. I remember being like 17, 18, 19 when it happened and just like <laughs> being so mad. I was just so mad. But, you know, you live and you learn, you get through it. So let's talk about me ghosting someone, right? So the most toxic one that I have was there was this guy who I liked when I was in high school. And he did not like me back. He did not give me attention or pay any time to me, right? Fine, whatever. Well, then in college, I got a little hotter. Because, like, I've just been on the uphill swing of, like, getting hot. Like, every day I get hotter. Every year I get hotter, you know what I mean? And so, by, like, mid-college, I guess I had got hot enough to get his attention. And so, like, I knew he was only really interested because of how hot I was. Like, he wasn't actually trying to get to know me. He just was like, oh, my God, like, Cody got hot. Like, I want to talk to Cody. I played a little bit of a game with him. I played just a little bit of a game. And this is not the brightest moment in my life. But I played a little game. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to totally feed into this energy. Like, I'm going to totally just be like, yes. You're so hot too, and we should get together. Oh my God, let's get coffee right now. And uh, and then I'm just gonna ghost. <laughs> and that's what I did. I'm not saying you should do that, and I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, but it felt really good. It did, I won't lie. Oh, uh, that's so bad. And y'all are gonna totally judge me for that story, and that's fine. You can judge me for it, but you know what? I'm a hot girl, I do hot shit, and it was one of my shining bright moments. This man literally was so in love with himself and when I looked back on like our high school experience and the way that he treated me I was just like you know what here's a little bit of taste of your karma I got hot I got hotter than you to be honest and I'm gonna totally do what you did I'm gonna lead your ass right into the trap and then I'm gone so if he's out there listening to this yeah I did that to you sorry about it I mean not really but like <laughs> sometimes you just gotta do it I don't know sometimes you just gotta do it some people need it but anyways, there's my toxic ghosting story. And tips for ghosting, block them on everything. Just literally block them on everything. Like, <laughs> like don't even let them have the opportunity to get to you on a different social media, a different dating app. Like, you see them, you block them. Like, it's that easy. Yeah, like I said, ghosting. I've done it. I've been ghosted. I've ghosted other people. And I think that this episode is all about kind of just being real and honest with y'all about the pros and cons of it. When I think it's appropriate to ghost, what ghosting really is, why it's good and why it's bad. So I hope you learned something about it. I hope that you enjoyed my little stories throughout about me being ghosted slash ghosting. And yeah, let's move into the next section of the podcast. So our listener questions. 
So I've been getting asked a ton on Instagram about the type of lube I use. So I figured I would share with you all a little bit about lube again. I know we've talked about it before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. I have talked about it on TikTok. I have answered lots of DMs about it already, and I've definitely talked about it on the podcast. But I'm just going to mention again, there are like mainly two types of lube. You have your silicon-based and you have your water-based. The difference is how they make it. So one is using silicon and one is using water. Wow, shocking. And so when you have the two, the main difference that I can tell is this. Silicon tends to be a little stickier than water. So meaning like it has a way slicker consistency. Like it's really great for in the sense of like it's slick and smooth and it lasts longer where water feels more natural. It's not sticky. It doesn't leave like an after texture, but it doesn't last as long. Right. And so that's really the battle between the two. It's like, do you want to have that little stickiness that doesn't feel as natural that comes with the silicon, but be able to not have to reapply during intimacy? Or do you want to have water base where it feels as natural as you can get it to feel, but also you're going to probably have to squirt more of it out throughout the process or put more on. And it's really personal preference at that point. For me, I have a weird thing about touch texture. Like, I don't even like when my hands get chalky or dusty. Like, touching chalk is, like, a big for me. And so, I'm not a silicon fan. I would rather just keep reapplying the lube. So, water, for sure. It's my favorite. And plus, it's not sticky. It feels more natural. And it is easy to clean. Like, you wash it right off. It's not a big deal. Silicon washes off, too. Like, I don't want anyone who loves the silicon-based stuff to be like, you can wash it off as well. Yes, you can. But the water, you might not even have to wash it off because it is, it just feels so natural. It just dries up and it like goes away. So like for me, I like the water-based. I just buy stuff off of like Amazon, which like (laughs) hate the company, love the convenience. But yeah, I just get my stuff from there, but you can get them from anywhere. And if you're worried about like embarrassment of doing it at checkout, like Almost every store now has a self-checkout aisle. Just take it to that machine and scan it. You don't have to have a person judge you. You know what I mean? So if you are trying to discreetly get it, obviously, if you're Amazon, it all comes in the same boxes and stuff. So like you never tell what you're ordering. Like you can order like a huge bottle of lube and no one would ever know that it's not like vitamins or like shampoo. So like that's what's great about Amazon. But like if you're doing it in person, just go to self-checkout. Or if you're like me, just be shameless and go to a person and be like, yeah, I'm buying this giganculous bottle of lube, like deal with it. But yeah, so that's my opinion on it. I definitely prefer water-based. Another question I've been getting a lot is about dating apps. Specifically, what do you put in your bio? (laughs) Y'all, so many people are missing out on really great bios and what they can do for you on dating apps, right? I've met a lot of my exes through dating apps and I've met a lot of guys through dating apps and I'm pretty successful on there. And like, yeah, like I'm pretty, but like also I think it's because I write a good bio about myself. So I think the perfect formula is this. Start off with a cheesy, funny one-liner, something that's about you, something that's like quirky, something that shows your personality, etc. So like mine's like something stupid, like I'm not allergic to bees anymore because I grew out of my bee allergy. Like I had a bee allergy till I was like 12 and then all of a sudden I just wasn't allergic just having something that feels a little more personal, something that kind of gives someone an insight to how you are as a person. Like, are you funny? Are you quirky? Are you silly? Are you goofy? Are you serious? Just something that inclines them to like read more as well. So like a phrase, like I'm not allergic to bees anymore. It's kind of like, huh? Like, what about that? I've had a lot of guys, their first message is asking me like, 
what do you mean you're not allergic to bees anymore? Or how did you outgrow that? Or just questions about it in general. So something that's prompting but funny and quirky that shows who you are as a person. Next, tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. So like example, I'm a student. So I always put in like I have a bachelor's in public relations and then I'm a grad student right now studying marketing. You don't have to give them like your GPA or credentials, the clubs you're in. Like, no, it's not a resume, but just like school's a really big, important part of my life. I want them to know right away. So maybe you're not in school. So maybe it's your job. Maybe you work, you know, as a lawyer or maybe you're a doctor, which, you know, I love both of those in a bio, but you know, that's just me. But you know, whatever job you're doing, maybe you work retail, maybe you're a barista, regardless, just something that is a big part of your life, like a job, like mentioned in your bio, like, yeah, I make coffee every day at so-and-so, or you can find me at your, you know, local mall selling shoes, whatever you're doing. Then I like to follow it with a little bit about like my interest. So something that's like, you know, you can catch me reading a book or filming a podcast, something that's letting them know like some of the hobbies I do. So like maybe yours is like I go biking or I love the gym or you can catch me catching sun. I love to lay out and tan or you can find me at your local nail salon getting my nails done, whatever you do, whatever your fun little hobbies are. Maybe you make paper mache things. I don't know. But long story short, whatever you're doing, like at it, it's interesting stuff. It's going to prompt someone to maybe talk to you because they have a common interest. I normally add some basics. Like as a gay man, I'll put like, you know, I'm like five nine, five ten, and I'll put like, I don't put weight because I think that's totally like not cool. Like, I don't look what I weigh at all. Like if y'all knew how much I weighed, I think you'd be shocked. But long story short, I'm not into the weight thing, but I think the height thing's important. So I'll put like, I'm 5'9", five, 5'10", five, and I'll put in like that I'm a little spoon, aka I'm a bottom, like, because it's compatibility based. Like when you're LGBTQ, we don't really know what position everyone wants to do and we can't assume anymore because like that's totally not okay to just assume someone's like sexual preferences based off of looks. So I like to just give a little hint in there. So like I normally put like I'm a little spoon with an arrow down, you know, just something to let them know like, hmm, okay, because then like if you're also a little spoon with an arrow down, you don't have to waste your time messaging me like we're not compatible and that's okay. So yeah, that's what I would put in my bio. I think that people look at bios more than you actually think they do. And it's really great and easy to help you make matches and get matches. So definitely take the time to fill them out because you will see success. I do think that it's really helpful. And then a final question I'm going to answer this week is someone wanted to know, how do you tell your partner that you're not having fun during intimacy? Like you're not enjoying the positions or you're not enjoying the toys, etc. Well, I think that it's so important to be open and honest in your relationships about that kind of stuff, right? So if your partner likes a position, but you hate it, there's two things you can do. One, there's going to be times where you have to compromise and maybe it's going to be like, yeah, like I don't love doing missionary, but like we're doing missionary because my partner really enjoys it. That's an okay compromise that you can make. But obviously, like, if you're doing a position that, like, hurts you, like, you're like, ow, like, I'm in pain, just tell them because your partner should be open to hearing that no matter how much they like a certain position or they like using a certain toy. What I would say is this. Picking the right time and place to talk to someone about the way you're feeling about intimacy is so key. So I would say before you start having intimacy would be a great time. Like, you don't want to be in the middle of intimacy and be like, okay, let's pause and have a real talk. It needs to be like a... 
normal night. You're just kind of hanging out. Maybe it's like after dinner or like you're watching a movie and you're like, hey, like really quick, I wanted to talk about a little bit of this and just casually bring it up because it should be a casual conversation. I think there's such a stigma around talking about intimacy and pleasure and what you like and what you don't like. We all just need to start being more confident and being okay with talking about it. Stop making it weird. Like society has always made talking about sex such like a taboo thing. It's really not. We're all doing it. We're all having it unless you're, you know, identifying as asexual and you're not. And that's awesome. But if you are a sexual based person who enjoys having intimacy, it shouldn't be weird to talk about it. So don't make it weird. Go ahead and open that conversation when it feels right. And I would just highly recommend not during intimacy, right? <laughs> maybe at the end, maybe, you know, before, maybe on a regular Tuesday night when you're just chilling, having dinner with your partner, or maybe it's over text. I think that texting about it's super chill too. Maybe it's a Snapchat video of you just in your car being like, hey, like I was just thinking about this. Um, How do you feel about not doing that position? kind of hurts a lot or maybe we try like using lube or something else because we did that like last night and like i'm sore today you can make it funny and casual you can make it as easy and confronting as you want like you could be in person or you could do it via text whatever feels right to you but just do it and let's just normalize talking about it because it's not the scary crazy thing that we've made it out to be as a society right Alrighty, shameless plug. I'm going to beg again. Please, if you have not yet, please like the episode. Please share it with your friends. Leave a five-star review telling everyone how much you love the podcast. Please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. Add it to your favorites. Add it to your shows. Add it to your library. All that good stuff. Please stream it. Stream it all the time. You could just play it on silent at night. Whatever you want to do. I don't care. But stream it however you need to do it. I appreciate you guys. I seriously could not do this without you. You are the reason why I do this. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, liking all the good stuff, sharing it. You guys literally make my world. All right, y'all. So that's the episode on ghosting. (laughs) I'm sorry I ghosted you guys for two months. It won't happen again, I promise. I pinky swear I have a plan to be ahead on content this time. We're not falling behind. By the end of the summer, I should have enough content to get through the whole semester. There should be no excuses why I am not posting episodes. I am so sorry about it. I love you guys. I hope that you are having a great week. I am so excited to be back and better than ever. And we are going to continue to have a great time here at Boy Talk. I love you all. I'll see you next week. Thank you.